Y'all, let's go. Run the report. You gotta keep pushing on. The sun don't rain all the time. There's gonna be some heartache and pain. Hey, y'all, what's up? This is Dre E, and this is the Minority Report, episode number three. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? How's the weekend going? Uh, how'd the weekend go, I should say? Um, Merry Christmas to some of y'all who celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone else. Happy holidays. Um, y'all ready? Let's get into it, man. So episode number three, we're going to be speaking on family dynamics and, um, child custody and how the two correlate and how we could get better at, um, have a better understanding of what's going on, especially in the black community. So this episode, like I said, um, this episode is pretty much in the beginning of it. We're going to be addressing some issues in the black community and, and things of that nature and how we got to where we are today. But in order to understand, to fully understand how we got to where we are today, I think it's important that we take a look at our history because our history is what is what um it's pretty much the reason why a lot of a lot of a lot of what's going on today is going on. So it's important to understand that your history and for all those of you who don't know your history or those of you who may have forgotten or chose to forget um, the history. I mean, we're going to talk about some things that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but like but as we do every episode on the minority report Things aren't all that comfortable, but like I said, I mean, it's, it's worth being talked about. So with that being said, um, first thing is first. Okay, here we go. First thing is first, um, our history. So in every culture, in every different background, I believe that is vitally important that we educate ourselves on our history. Now, with that being said, our history is not told to us in elementary, middle school, and high school. That's not where you're gonna get your history lesson from. Um, most of the things that were told to us in our history, uh, in our history classes in school were false or just um, from a certain perspective, but it wasn't the real life history of our country and especially for our community, the black community. Um, it damn sure wasn't um, geared, to geared towards that. So with that being said, like I said, we're going to talk about the family dynamics. And what that means is man, wife, children, man, husband, children, and what that looks what that looks like and what that has looked has looked like over the past few centuries or decades or how which way you want to say it. Okay. So, like I said, I think no matter if you're Asian, doesn't matter if you're a Latino. Doesn't matter if you're um, European. It doesn't matter if you're Asian. Like I said, it's vitally important that we know our history and where we come from, and things that we, and things that we've encountered along the way. Now, the reason why I'm bringing up this conversation because I get a lot of females asking me, Dre, yo, why is it so hard to love a black man? Like, why can't black men just be committed? Why don't black men show sympathy? Why don't black men have empathy? 
why are black men so hard, so rough, so uh, rough around the edges and things of that nature? So um, I could give them some basic surface ass answer, but it's way deeper than that. And this shit is really deeply rooted. So uh, we got to take it back to the beginning of this country, the United States of America. We got to take it back to the beginning of times when it comes to that. So think about it. When we were brought over to this country as slaves, um, that mentality of the broken household was embedded in us from the time from the time we got here. And for ages, for centuries, for decades on end, it's been a continuous cycle um, throughout our country. Now, taking it back to the slave days, it was it was just vitally it's just vitally important that we know the dynamics of that and what what um the the amount of damage that that has caused the black community for decades and centuries forward okay so we're brought into this country to be slaves right we're brought into this country to be slaves to do hardcore manual labor to breed more slaves and that's that that's what we that's what we were here that's what we were brought here to do now if you look at the average white household and you look at the average black household in most cases not all of course so don't get me to say that you know white people ain't got their own problems and things of that nature i get it we all have our own problems but the average white household and the average black household it looks different and it's always looked different so from the beginning of time so once from the time we got here to this country what that looked like in the beginning it was a white husband wife and children black husband wife and children however in the white household they were allowed to have that family dynamic you know have their dinners sit down with their dinners the husband would go off to work to do whatever he he did as work, the wife would stay there and um, take care of the kids and and um, and, um, and you know and, and mold their children to bring to raise their children and then the husband would come home from work and they were they were able to have that family quality time and things together, right? So that's the white side. Then you look at the black side and it looks drastically different from the beginning. The husband was sent sent a certain place to work. The wife was sent a certain place to work. The children were sent a certain place to work. Okay? So we're already separate from the beginning, right? And then to make matters even worse, the, the white man who enslaved these slaves would separate the family in a sense to whereas if he wanted to sleep with the black person's wife, he was allotted to do so. If he wanted to come into that, if the white man wanted to come into that family and sell off one of the children to another slave master, he was able to do that. If the slave master wanted to rape and molest the daughter of that black family, he was allotted to do that or sell that 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 girl to a different family, he was allotted to do that. All at the cost of the black husband, the black father's dignity and pride. 
So what they've managed to do in that instance is strip that away from the black man. From the beginning of our existence here in the United States, not talking about Africa or other countries or continents, rather. Um, we're talking about here in the United States of America. That's what that picture looked like. So already from the beginning, they're working on the male, the black male's psyche. As a man in general, we're brought up to be protectors and providers. And in those, in that instance, during the slave, during slavery, we weren't allowed to do either or because the consequences were death for disobedience, right? So imagine what that looks like if this woman, if this, if this slave master wanted to have sex with my wife or my daughter, and I was to just stand there and let that happen. Imagine how your daughter and your wife is looking at you. They're looking at you pretty much like you ain't shit. Like, how could you allow this to happen? So that in itself, when you think about those things, that starts that whole divide in the black household, in the black family. Whereas the women didn't really start off having too much respect for us in general. And it seems like since that time, we've been fighting for that respect since that time. And then it comes to the super slaves. So let's just say I'm some I'm I'm married. I'm I'm, I'm a slave. I'm married. I'm 6'2, 250 pounds. And and I'm married to my wife who's five foot hundred pounds. But then there's another family of slaves where the wife is 5'8, 160, and the husband is six foot two thirty. They're going to take that five foot eight slave woman and breed him with the six, five other slave from the other family. And it didn't matter if we were married or not. It didn't matter to them. So there goes that separation of family again, the trust, the infidelities and all of that good stuff happens. Right. So from the beginning of our existence here in the United States, They've been tearing down our morals and our values in our household. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, it's been over 400 years and yes, we could change. But I want y'all to understand that it goes way deeper than what a lot of you guys uh, choose to think about. This shit is deeply rooted. This shit is deeply... is, is deeply... Um, Vested in a lot of black people going forward, right? So when you understand how that all transpires in back in slavery, as far as the household, it's like we never really had an example of what a real household should look like or looks like. Hell, they even they they even started the whole mindset of pitting us against each other. Because when the slave masters 
would rape our women and children and get lighter skinned slaves. They separated us by the house niggas and the field niggas. The darker field niggas will be in the field. The light skinned, lighter ones would be in the house. That right there, it, it, it causes friction amongst our community. Hence the whole black on black crime that continues to happen to this day. It's deeply rooted. It started way back when. But we're not, we don't want to address that shit. It's easier for us to just fight amongst each other. Instead of trying to find the root of the problem and talk through this shit. Right? So then we move into the Jim, to the Jim Crow era. And it was a lot of the same shit going on. The racism, the discrimination, all of that. and But by this time, they got smarter with, the, with their ways of doing shit. So no, they couldn't keep us as slaves. So they started imprisoning, uh, if that's the word. They started putting us in prison by the thousands for little to no fucking reason. And then, call it, and then label us, label, labeling us felons that way, we could still be labeled as slaves. And they could still get what they wanted out of us, but they could say, hey, well, it's not slavery. They broke the law. So when you break the law, this is what happens. So again, they started taking thousands of black men out of the household, locking them up, locking them up for um, long, long periods of time breaking up that household again for next to nothing, loitering. That was a, a lot of it came from loitering, being in places that they weren't supposed to be, so they say. Locked them up, gave them felony charges because of loitering. That's why people, people don't understand why there's such a strong disdain for law enforcement when it comes to the black community. But if you did your history, you did your research, then we would understand why that is. It's crazy. It's crazy and it's fucked up. And it's something that we all should be talking about. It's a conversation that needs to be had by the millions of people. So that was the Jim Crow era. So coming up out of the Jim Crow area, era, I'm sorry, coming up out of the Jim Crow era, by this time, everything is fucked up. They didn't put drugs in the community. They didn't got us hooked on drugs. They didn't got us selling drugs. They locking up the men. The women are hooked on the drugs. It's just all fucking bad, right? So, fast forward to current date, and like I said, they asked me, yo, Dre, why, why are black men so hard to love? Understand that history right there. But I'm not going to put it all on history because, like I said, it's up to us to change the narrative. It's up, for us, it's up to us to change the future. So right now, I'm going to take this time to address these sorry-ass niggas in the world. Okay? Now, I can't even fathom having a child in this world and, wanting, and not wanting to be a part of its life. Okay, so 
a lot of what's going on today could be prevented. And don't get, before I get started, I am not talking about the men who want to be there for their children and the mother of the children is not allowing them to do so. We're not talking about that. We're going to get to that later. We're talking about the man, the quote unquote man, who is allotted all the opportunity in the world to be there for his children, but still rather not be there for his children because selling drugs, being on the block, gang banging, uh, quote unquote, working long hours and whatever the fuck you want to call it is more important than being there for your child. I have a very strong hatred for niggas like y'all. Y'all niggas disgust me and you're the fucking scum of the earth. You're the bottom of the barrel type motherfuckers. Y'all make me sick. And the reason why y'all make me sick is because there's genuine great dads out there who as soon as they get in the courtroom, the odds are against us. It's stacked up against us. We could be model citizens. We could be the best fucking dads out there. But especially if you're black and Latino, especially if you're black and Latino, as soon as you step in that courtroom, it's you against the world. You got to go out of your way to prove over and over and over again how you're a great father to some fucking people who don't know neither one of you from a can of fucking paint. But the way our judicial system is set up, they're pretty much automatically going to take the woman's side. Automatically. She could be a piece of shit. She could be a fucking five-time fucking loser. And the dude could be a stand-up fucking gentleman. He could be a stand-up guy. They don't care. They're still going to 90 95%, 98% of the time, they're still going to grant that custody and any and everything that that woman wants, they're going to grant it to them. Now, like I said, a lot of that is our own fault. Because we decided as men, as so-called men, not to be there for our children. There's no excuse for it. I don't even know how, as a grown-ass man, you could bring a child in this world and want nothing to do with it. That's a special kind of evil-ass fucking person. Imagine having a fucking kid in this world and your blood, your name, your everything, your DNA going through this person and you have want nothing to do with it. But every fucking night or every fucking day, you want to be up there hanging around your homeboys or some bitch that condones that fucking behavior. So see, this is a whole fucking human, this is a whole community thing. I've decided long fucking, long fucking time ago in my late 20s, which is when I had my first children, that, nah, man, if you're a fucking deadbeat dad, we, we really don't have nothing in common. What the fuck are we going to talk about? You being a fucking loser and I'm over here winning, being a fucking father to my children? We have nothing to talk about. So I decided a long fucking time ago that, hey, yo, if I got any quote unquote friends or acquaintances that are deadbeat dads, nah, I can't fuck with you. It ain't nothing personal, but then again, it is fucking personal. Because you'd rather be on the motherfucking block selling drugs, doing drugs, 
fucking gang banging, hanging out with other niggas, hanging out with all these fucking ratchet ass bitches than taking care of your motherfucking children. That's a special kind of fucking ignorant fucking person to me. And you deserve to be locked in a fucking hole for the rest of your fucking life. What, what the fuck are you here on earth to do if you're not here on earth to, to fucking take care and provide for the children that you help uh, that you help bear? What the fuck is... I don't even understand that shit. So I don't have no sympathy for no nigga out here who's not taking care of their kids. And like I said, not the ones who want to, but the baby mama is just holding them back. And we're going to address that. But I'm talking about the ones who are able. The ones who have all the freedom in the world to come fucking see their kids and don't come see them. You're a special type of fucking loser. And like I said, man, you deserve to be wiped off the fucking face of the earth as far as I'm fucking concerned. That's just that's just how I feel. Y'all niggas think that fucking fucking <laughs> y'all niggas think that being out there hanging out all fucking night and shit is cool. That shit ain't fucking cool. Take care of your motherfucking kids. Take care of them fucking kids, man. Them kids need you. Think about you, especially a lot of us. We didn't grow up with our fucking fathers. Some of us didn't grow up with our mothers. Some of us, some of us grew up in the fucking system. So think about the feelings that you had when you was going through all of that shit that you was going through. I'm pretty sure you wish you had the parent that wasn't there for you. I'm pretty sure you wish you had that parent there. That's why me for myself, man, I'm hell bent on being a great fucking father. Because I know what it's like not to have either parent around at some point in time in my fucking life. We got to do better. And to the niggas out there talking about, it's always funny to me, man, when I hear niggas talk about, I'm a great dad. I take care of my kids and shit. And then you find out they're a fucking weekend warrior. Now, that comes from the fucking court system. The courts, again. Getting motherfucking white people mainly in your fucking business because y'all as fucking parents can't come to a fucking agreement to take care of your fucking children. It's, that shit is fucking sickening to me. Y'all go to a fucking court, courthouse and let a fucking judge dictate to you when, when and when you can't see your fucking children. Because you two motherfuckers who laid up with each other as adults can't come to an agreement. And, and a lot of that is sometimes we could put that blame on either party involved, either the woman or the man. One of the motherfuckers is being petty about some shit. So you get these fucking weekend warrior parents who think that, oh, I'm going to pick my kid up every first, third, second, fifth fucking weekend. And I'm going to take my child or my children to fucking Toys R Us, Walmart, Target, buy them a gift and shit, and I'm going to drop them back off at mom's house. And that's the only fucking time that you see your kid. And then you're saying, well, you know, I pay child support. So fucking what? Children don't know nothing about that motherfucking money. They don't know nothing about that money that you fucking, that you're sending to him or that you're sending to her. The kids don't know nothing about that shit. They don't give a fuck about that. What they care about is time, spending time with the parent. And like I said, it disgusts me that it takes a fucking court to intervene in y'all's fucking relationship. Them motherfuckers in the hell make that kid. Y'all made that kid. Y'all laid down and made that fucking kid together. But that's the first thing a lot of you motherfuckers do is want to get the fucking courts involved. Because a lot of it, I'm with y'all, a lot of it 
is because these fucking dudes out here is fucking losers and they can't step up to the plate, I mean, to the plate and handle their fucking responsibilities. Right? I understand that. But a lot of it's on the female as well, but we'll get to that in a minute. But as far as these dudes out here talking about, oh, yeah, I'm a great dad. I fucking pay child support and I pick my kid up every other fucking weekend or every three weekends or some shit. And I take them, I go buy them something and drop them back off. That shit is sucking shit. Because if you can if you can make time for that fucking game that you're watching, if you can make time to go fucking hang out with your niggas and go fucking club and chase all these fucking bitches in the club. If you could fucking hang out, I mean, if you could make the time to go fucking sell some fucking drugs, if you could take the time out to go go on fucking trips, you could take some time out to see your fucking kid. And a lot of you motherfuckers is in the same motherfucking city as your kid. And I'm telling you right now, I've seen my fucking daughters more than y'all seen your fucking kid, and they in the same motherfucking city as y'all. That shit is disgusting to me. But y'all give yourself a fucking pat on the back and call yourselves good dads because, oh, I seen my kid and I paid his fucking child support. Nah, nigga, what about picking your fucking kid up from school? Randomly, just cause, on the just cause shit. What's up with that? What's up with picking your kid up in the morning and taking him or her to school? On the just cause, that's what I want to do. I'm a father and shit. Attending the games, going to the fucking PTA meetings. It's 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 fucking sad to say see nothing but mostly nothing but females in a PTA fucking meeting. Fellas, we have to start getting more involved in our children's lives. It is not our girlfriends, our wives, our exes' responsibility to raise our children. Yes, we are supposed to be providers, but we're we are supposed to be there to raise our children as well. That's what we're there for. We have to teach our children just as much as the woman has to teach our children. We have to teach our children. Now, to transition to the women's part of it, to the motherfucking women out there who are using your kids as leverage, who are withholding your kids away from your ex because of your personal feelings you have involved with your ex, you're a piece of shit and you should go to fucking hell. And I feel strongly about that just like I feel strongly about them deadbeat ass dads. In fact, you're way worse than a fucking deadbeat ass dad because you're a vindictive piece of shit. Straight up. Anyone who uses their fucking kids as leverage against the other spouse is a piece of shit. And I'm saying it for women because women are usually the ones who do this shit. They get with their fucking homegirls and shit and the homegirls get to talking that shit. Oh, you should do this or you should do that or you could do this or you could do that. All for some fucking child support. All for some fucking child support that don't mean shit to nothing when it comes to those children. If he's a man, if he's a stand-up guy, he's going to take care of that regardless. But no, the problem is with females is once the once the homie moves on with another female, the ex get all in her fucking feelings. It don't matter what the fuck happened between you and your ex. I don't give a I don't give a fuck that nigga done cheated on you every fucking day for fucking five years. But every fucking day for fucking five years, he was a great fucking father to his kids while y'all was together. 
But now all of a sudden, you done called him or whatever the fuck happened. And now you want to get revenge through his fucking kids. You're a piece of shit. And I'm telling you that. You deserve to get hit by a fucking bus. ASAP. Because you have no fucking place on this fucking earth. And what y'all think is, y'all think that that shit is doing damage to him. And it is. It is. But you're doing way more damage to your fucking children than you ever would him because he understands what goes. He's, he understands what's going on. The children don't. All they know is their dad is not around. You're feeding them all the fucking lies. Well, he don't want to be around or he's dead. So I, I've had some I've heard from some of my homegirls that their mothers have told them that their father was fucking dead. Why? Because he stepped out on them. So fucking what? It's a part of life. Motherfuckers get cheated on every day. But that should not rob that man of his opportunity to be a father. And I'm dead ass when it comes to that. That should not rob that man of his opportunity to be a father because y'all couldn't get along or he cheated on you or you cheated on him or whatever the fuck the case may be. But nine out of ten times it's usually because the spouse cheated. What the fuck that got to do with him being a father? That's something that he's going to have to explain to his children later on in life. Well, hey, yo, me and your mom didn't work out because, hey, I cheated, whatever the fuck the case may be. We got to start being real with these children as well and having real conversations with them instead of trying to shelter them from, from fucking everything. But that's besides the point. A lot of women get bitter. They get in their fucking feelings. And I, I, I've known couples. I've known couples who are great together. They, the father was a great father. The mom was a great mom, mother. And then as soon as the breakup happens, oh, the, the daddy's a piece of shit or mom's a piece of shit. But the motherfucker went a piece of shit for five fucking years. Nah, that's not what the, what the case is. It's like now that y'all are going, what y'all are going through, y'all want to use the fucking kids as leverage. Like I said, special type of fucking loser. Special type of fucking loser. The worst fucking human beings on the fucking planet. Deadbeat dads and fucking deadbeat moms. And you're a deadbeat fucking mom. I don't give a fuck if you're with your kids every fucking day. You're a deadbeat fucking mom if you choose to keep your children away from their father. Because of your own personal vendettas or personal fucking beefs you have with your ex. You're a fucking piece of shit. And you deserve not to have custody of your children at all. But the system is designed for you guys to always, pretty much always have custody. You damn near got to be a fucking drug addict in rehab or in jail for a man to get custody. Anything short of that, you guys are pretty much going to get custody and get whatever you ask for in court. Which is bullshit and which is bogus. But it is what it is. What I'm asking is of us to change the generational curse that's going on in our households, that's going on with our children, that's going on within our communities. And all it takes is for both of you to be the better, to be the bigger person. We can't just be in here holding grudges and just ruining our children because of 
what went on in our relationship. Men out here talking about <laughs> these deadbeat ass niggas out here talking about well, I don't want nobody else around my children. I don't want nobody else raising my fucking kids. Nigga, you ain't raising your motherfucking kids. So anytime Dick and Harry has that fucking position to come in here and raise your fucking kids. And even if he ain't doing a good, even if that stepfather or that, that guy isn't doing a good job at it, he doing a better job at it than you are because you you're an absentee fucking father. So you need to shut the fuck up and you ain't got no say in it. You need to shut the fuck up and you ain't got no say in it. And like I said, again, I'm not talking about the ones that the deadbeat ass mom is withheld holding the children from. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about them deadbeat ass niggas who lead, live a fucking two blocks away, a block away from your child. And, and your child is fucking 11. You only seen him fucking twice his whole fucking life or her fucking life. I'm talking about y'all stupid motherfuckers. And then we got the then we got the uh the deadbeat ass girlfriend with the with the stand-up guy as a baby father who don't want the father to have nothing to do, don't want the father to, to be in the child's life because of her own personal reasons against the father, but then has some loser ass type nigga laid up in the fucking in the house with the fucking kid. And then we get these fucking news reports that we get all the time that we've gotten a lot lately about the boyfriend molesting and killing the fucking the young girl. All because you wanted some fucking dick or all because you wanted to feel feel fucking important at the time when the kid's father could be the one who has that kid while you're at work or while you're out in the fucking club shaking your ass. So yeah, I got sympathy and I have empathy for those mothers who lost their fucking kids to the hands of their fucking stupid ass boyfriends and shit. But at the same fucking time, you got to know who the fuck you fucking with. And if you got a good father or a man out there who wants to be a good father to your children, you should allow him to do so. Then we probably wouldn't have as much fucking news reports of fucking... These girlfriends leaving these fucking little girls with their fucking boyfriends and the fucking boyfriends end up killing and molesting the fucking children. You sorry ass piece of shit. Stop with the fuck shit, man. Let's grow the fuck up. It's time that we grow the fuck up. If you're fucking man and woman enough to lay down and have a fucking child, we should be able to sit down with each other and discuss our children and what's best, what's the best for our fucking children without, for one, getting the fucking courts involved and for two, getting paying, playing fucking tug of war with our fucking children. That shit is sickening and disgusting. Shit, I'm fucking, I'm fucking, what, my daughters will be sick, my daughters will be 16 in, um, my daughters will be 16 in April. I broke up with my ex after my daughter's turn one. I'm 15 fucking years removed from my ex. She's still playing fucking games when it comes to my daughters. Still to this fucking day. And for no reason, none. 
The only reason I know of is she got a new boyfriend at some point in time in their lives. And then all of this shit started to happen. That's another thing that y'all stupid motherfuckers do. Y'all allow motherfuckers to come. And before then, me and my ex had the perfect relationship. And we were perfect. We were great at parenting together as we were apart. We were great at it. Had a great relationship. We would still even fucking hang out. As soon as she got a man, all that fucking shit changed. I remember when I remember when I was in Vegas, man, and girls would that's another women would look at me. It was like being a it was like being a good father was a gift and a curse. Be like, yo, Dre, what you doing? I'm about to go get my daughters. I'm hanging out with my daughters. Dre, what you doing? I'm about to go get I'm hanging out with my daughters. Well, you always with your kid, bitch. What the fuck up? <laughs> but you automatically gotta cut them loose. Or they're mad at the relationship that you have with your baby mom. Like I said, me and, me and the mother of my kid, my first baby mom, we was tight. We was close. We was close. Close as hell. Um, after our breakup, we, just, we, we were just better fucking friends. So, I had women who are jealous of that. Like, well, what the fuck? We supposed to be... But like I said, that's a, that's a fucking mentality that people grow up with. That you supposed to hate your significant other after y'all after y'all break up. Nah, nigga, maybe you're just better friends. Better co-parents together. As we were. And I had females mad at me because, oh, we I'm I'm chilling with my baby mom. We about to go take my girl, take my daughter shopping. We about to go to the movies with my daughters. We about to go throw this birthday party together. They just couldn't understand because they came from such a toxic ass background that they couldn't even fathom exes being cool with each other and like i would tell them all the time like my fucking baby mama she's here forever there ain't nothing nothing there ain't nothing no woman can tell me till current date that is going to make me be like okay yeah fuck her um and make me make me put her to the side so i can have a relationship with a motherfucker who nine out of ten times isn't going to work out in the first place your your kid's father or mother is here forever. You might as well motherfucking make it work. You might as well become mature and make that shit work. Stop letting these fucking courts decide who's going to get the parent. I mean, who's going to get the child and what time they're going to get the child and who's got to pay this and who's got to pay that. No, nigga, and women, go get a fucking job. If you got to get a second fucking job, go get a second fucking job. Take care of these fucking kids. Stop depending on this nigga's child support to fucking fund your fucking vacations, your hairdo, your fucking nails, your lashes, your clothes, your fucking car, and all this shit. Go work for that shit. Because there's plenty of women out there who do. And I'm talking about single moms. They don't want shit from their ex except for the ex to spend time with their children. I've heard females, I've overheard, I've overheard females while I'm sitting in court for a custody fucking battle say to their friends or their family or their attorney, well, I can't let them have them for the summer because then that's going to take away from my child support. 
I can't let him see him every day because that's going to take away from my child support. He might go in there and file that or, or say that he's seeing him every day or he had him for the whole summer. So that's going to take away from my child support. Bitch, go get a fucking job. Go get a job or get a fucking better paying job. You are you fucking paying tug of war not letting your fucking children see their fucking father over some fucking child support money. Get a motherfucking grip. And niggas, pay your fucking child support. Pay your fucking child support. If that's what it takes to see your fucking children, pay your fucking child support. You want to pay your child support? You want to show up to every fucking visitation just as you're supposed to. You don't want to give these motherfuckers another fucking reason to tell you why or when you can see your fucking children. Y'all got to smarten the fuck up. It's almost 2020 and we still going through a lot of the same fucking shit that we've been going through day in, day motherfucking out. And the shit don't make no fucking sense at all. But this is the shit that we continue to go through. And for what? Because we don't want to fucking... We don't want to sit down and have fucking an adult conversation with our fucking ex. That shit don't make no sense. It don't make no sense whatsoever. We got to smarten up, y'all. We got to smarten up. We got to we got to we got to do a lot better than what we've been doing. And the only way we could do that is if we start having real conversations with each other, opening up the dialogue, having, and stop, like I said, stop listening to motherfuckers who don't want what's best for you. We all, especially fucking women, got that bitter ass girlfriend or that bigger, bitter ass cousin who man them did them wrong and shit, and y'all end up in the same fucking predicament they in. And then you looking back on 15, 20 years, looking back and realize that you the fucking cause of your children not having a fucking father in their life. Man, we need to step the fuck up. If y'all got cousins and that's like you motherfuckers out there who be harboring fucking racist in your family. Y'all know that motherfucker racist and y'all continue to fucking go along with it, with their jokes and fucking be with them in public. The same thing with these deadbeat fucking dads and moms. You know they're fucking a deadbeat. Sit down with them, call them fucking out. Help them out. Make them, make them want to make a change in their fucking life. It's all about the fucking kids at the end of the fucking day. Woo! So, I'm out of here, man. That's episode three. I got off on, uh, hey, man, I'm passionate about this shit, man. <laughs> I'm sick of these niggas, man. Straight up. So, um, episode three, it's in the books. I love y'all. Merry Christmas. Um, stay safe over the holidays, man. Uh, New Year's is coming up. Uh, shit, I think, I think I may be hit y'all with another, well, episode four before the new year, but if not, um, I love y'all. Y'all be safe, man. Um, peace and love. All right. Peace.